Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast that you have to listen to a hundred times because a drifter put a curse on you. Kate. It doesn't sound so good. Have you ever seen uh, the TV show? I'm Eddie McDowell. I'm a dog and I talk. <laughs> I used to be a kid, a bad kid, but then I messed with the wrong guy. Eddie, you have failed as a human. You turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? That freak turned me into a dog. To be a kid again, I have to do 100 good deeds, and the only person who can hear me talk is the last person I picked on. You? Now I'm living with this kid and his family. They love me, but they treat me like a dog. Once upon a time, I was a kid. But now I'm painfully blind. Now I was a kid. started on them good deeds, Eddie. A hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd. No. Well, Kate, the premise of this show, and this is real, from Nickelodeon in 1999, is that a boy, there's a boy, you know, like a young lad, maybe a, maybe a middle school, high schooler age boy. Okay. He's a bully. He's mean. He's awful. Wow, what a punk. And then one day, he meets a drifter, like a, like a vagrant. Like a homeless person. Who puts a curse on him, which turns the boy into a dog. Until good for, good for that unhoused person. <laughs> I'm glad. Until he performs a hundred good deeds as a dog, and then he can be transformed back. What are a dog's good deeds? Like oh, I buried that bone real good. No, I like my butt so good. No, he has to like do actual good deeds, and it's challenging because people can't understand him. The only person that can hear him speak English is the last kid he bullied before he got transformed. You know what? That's a great premise. Because if I was that kid, I'd be like, "All right, dog boy, you're stuck as a dog." <laughs> and I feel like my name is Earl. Is like. Like a very similar premise, <laughs> and the same thing happened with my name is Earl, where they didn't he didn't get to complete oh, his yeah, list. Oh yeah, he didn't finish it. Yeah. So in this show, they only got to forty episodes, so he has still has sixty um, good deeds to go, which means you know he's just stuck this way forever. I mean, he'd be Amazing. dead of old dog age by now, maybe. Definitely. Definitely. Because he's an adult dog, I feel like when he transforms. Yeah. Hey, so crap, man. This show was created by Stephen H. Berman, Michael Catlin, and Nat Bernstein. It took three people to come up with this premise. It ran on Nickelodeon from October sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine to. April 21st, 2002. They made three seasons and, as we said, 40 episodes. This feels like another famous Nickelodeon dartboard episode. Yeah. Uh... You know, where they're like, all right, uh, uh, boy, turns into a dog, has to do good deeds. All right, uh, we're, we're just going to run with it. Curse from a drifter? Um, These kids are going to watch anything. Yeah. We just got to sell them the uh, My Size Barbie. <laughs> You this know, show. the commercial. So normally I like to show you things I'm really attached to. This show I'm not. Like, I saw it. I didn't watch every episode. Were you confused by it? I was very confused. I was in second grade when this came on, and I was just like, what am I watching? So, uh, you know, I always was down, though, as a kid to watch, like, a talking dog mm. show. You know, Homeward Bound, whatever. But he looks like a dog. He doesn't have, like, a boy face. No. Okay. He's, it's just a dog. Okay. So we're going to watch two episodes. We're going to watch season one, episode one, Tagged. You have to see the story of him get transformed. Sure. And uh, then we're going to watch season one, episode ten, The Students Are Revolting. Normally I like to show you, here's some uh, behind the scenes. I like to show you episodes from, like, or an early one and a later one. I normally don't like to show you pilots either, but in this case, the pilot 
episode is so important because it sets everything in motion and you can see him transform. But I had to show you two season one episodes because this show is hard to find. Nickelodeon is <laughs> not like, um, this isn't part of their legacy, uh, mm. you know, stuff that they're always advertising. You know, like you, you see Rugrats everywhere now. Yeah, again. you got Rugrats on a t-shirt. Correct. No matter where you go. 100 Deeds Randy McDowd is not getting that kind of I'm not of getting love. that at the JCPenney. So you can't find it on, um, what are they on, Paramount Plus? You can't find it anywhere. So all I was able to find on the internet was season one. So thank you to you archivists out there who are keeping the season one uh, of this show out there. But You are the real heroes. I hope that you get a 10% discount at restaurants. <laughs> we got it. We're never going to find season two or three. I'm so sorry. God bless you, internet archivists. All right. The last wall between us and chaos. <laughs> the thin orange line. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Look, I don't know what's going on, but I give. You win. Game's over. Eddie, you have failed as a human. But this is your one chance to change. I don't want to change. I like me. Yeah, well, no one else does. Just change me back. Be seeing you around, Eddie. Better get started on them good deeds. <laughs> That kid is really skipping a lot. It was just a little pup. All right, now we got a wacky scene involving a doggy and a dog catcher. The dog catcher is chasing the dog, and that dog looks pretty lovable. He looks pretty cute. I wonder if he's going to be a dog actor. How much was this dog actor getting paid, do you think? Probably in Bones. Who's this, like, Kmart Kathy Bates? Yeah, she's she is. She's like a, a budget Kathy Bates. It's not good. I wish I had just regular Kathy Bates. Ah, ah. So the dogs are talking, <laughs> but their mouths are animated in the weirdest way. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not like they just put some peanut butter on the dog's teeth. No. You know, it's no. like computer animated. And not greatly. We've really joined this in Medias Race. Like, he's already the Seth Green dog. Uh-huh. Now we get to see Eddie in his human form before he was turned into a dog. And you know he's a bad boy because he's got a bandana on his head and a wallet chain. <laughs> oh, and he's got like Doc him. Martens on. <laughs> Is this before or after Columbine? Oh, also starring Danny Tamborelli. Oh my God. Who? Joe Piscopo is Salvador. All right, so he's got some, like, spiked bracelets. He's got a bowling shirt that's got flames on it. <laughs> Check out his rings. Oh, yeah, he's like got skull. scary rings. In the background, Eddie McDowd is just bullying someone, <laughs> beating up some person. Oh, butterfly clips. Yes! The fashions are really oh, good the fashion these, is great. school scenes so, here. This new girl, whatever her name is, has got like really thick hair, which I'm like always excited to see on a kid that they're like embracing having thick hair. As someone who has like oddly thick hair for my head shape, she's got butterfly clips holding it back, which is amazing. <laughs> I think the butterfly clip should make a comeback. Can you describe Danny Tamborelli's look? Oh, that's here? Danny Tamborelli. Um, he looks kind of, kind of like this? a. That's something that you would wear. Hey. Okay, so you were obviously heavily inspired by Danny Tamborelli in this uh, in this show. He's got on like a gold wide lapel shirt and then a mustard colored blazer and then a burgundy <laughs> boater hat. It's like a fedora and, like, type. like black pants. Whew. It's a bad look. All right, so this story is told kind of through flashbacks mm -hmm. where Eddie McDowd is just being an to other kids and, and then he's, he's in the pound telling it as yes, a dog as a to dog. another dog he's like how did this happen i was just right. a regular kid well not just a regular kid oh, he's a mean kid absolute terror 
God, the amount of, like, oversized stuff that kids wore in the 90s is just <laughs> shocking. I like that we're not showing Eddie McDowd's face. Yeah, it's interesting. Right? But because maybe it doesn't line up with, like, Seth Green. Why didn't they just cast Seth Green? Because Seth Green is a little old to be a high school kid, uh, right? 1999? He was Dr. Evil's son not long before this. I think they just couldn't afford his uh, on-camera yeah. price. Yeah, I, I think Eddie McDowd is in the trench coat mafia. Yeah, Eddie McDowd is about to attack this child. I just can't believe Danny Tamborelli's here. He's in like every Nick show. It's great. All right, so they have Eddie McDowd and his bully friends have hoisted this child up on a flagpole. Hoisted. Eddie McDowd is throwing rocks at dogs, this which is, worse is an than offense anything that I cannot done. abide. Yeah, he's just in an alley trying to hurt doggies. But what happened to Eddie McDowd? You know? Oh yeah, he's definitely had some adverse childhood experiences. The car, he said the dog got in an abandoned car. He kept throwing rocks at the car and then the car burst into flames. It just blew up. Wow. But this unhoused old man saved the dog. And then this old unhoused man cursed him. He's like an evil wizard, I guess. Like, I can't tell. I think they probably wanted to make him a gypsy, but they were like, yeah. maybe... It's just so weird that they haven't shown his face. Yeah, they're not going to show Eddie McDowd's human likeness. It is really weird. The shots are so unusual. All right, so the gypsy has... The, the unhoused man has called a storm to, to scare Eddie McDowd, I guess. I don't know. They're in an alley that's on fire. He did a rhyming spell cast. Yeah. Oh, the horrific transformation done in shadow. I do like this little dog, though. It's a cute dog. So his companion friend dog is like, why would you want to be a person? <laughs> Being a dog is so good. I'm glad. Yeah, he's going to get put down. So they keep mentioning, like, <laughs> anyone who's bad gets to go to this room. And it's obviously a euthanasia chamber. <laughs> yeah. Now the little boy who was bullied by Eddie McDowd has arrived at the pound and realized that he can talk to the, the dog. Just what a bizarre premise. It's a weird premise. I like Salvador, though. So Eddie McDowd, because he could talk to this one kid, has to convince him to get his dad to adopt him. Also, this kid's shirt is five sizes too big. Easily. The and 90s are hilarious. It's not fashionable either, his. Like, he's wearing like a, what, like a, your science teacher would wear. Like How a... dare you say it's not fashion, Tyler? <laughs> now Eddie McDowd is just peeing in the pound to get revenge on the dog catcher. They really took that dog quick. There was no vetting process. It was the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I guess from the pound. Yeah, they're just like, all right, take it. We're just going to kill it anyway. They didn't have to fill out a form. I kind of like this sister's energy. <laughs> She's mean. Danny Tamborelli just called. She hung up on him. Oh, no. He's stalking her. How many of these hats does he own? They're solidly middle class family but they've spent all their money on danny tamborelli's hats oh no oh so oh. obviously eddie mcdowd was checking out um big shirt big pants what's the what's that Wait, kid's name i have no idea the okay kitty so bullied, the kitty bully who's now his owner sister yeah he like licked her face and it's like hey baby so she's being um aggressively pursued by eddie mcdowd who's a dog and her next door neighbor spike played danny by danny tamborelli, tamborelli. It's not a good life. No. Does this even count as a good deed? I don't think so. His think? bully friends are attacking Justin now. And he's going to save him, I guess. But they're only attacking him because he's turned them into monsters yeah. for years as his lackeys. He's enabled their poor behavior for yeah. many, many years. Yeah, now he's going to stop them once and that's a good deed. Now he's biting his friends. Is the music kind of like a ska Oh, it's very, it's very ska forward. Wow, this is great. This really has a good... I know that ska is the music that plays in your head all the time for some reason. Oh my god. So, 
the dog just bit his friend's finger like to get him off of a fire escape but even in the dog acting it doesn't look like a bite it was just like a gentle mouth like it was like (laughs) i love when dogs mouth things i really do yeah a lot of horns in the music this is great the 1999 aesthetic here is just on point it was the one brief amount of time we weren't in a forever war we weren't in a recession bill clinton was president things were going great except for monica oh what do you think so far? This is, it's not good. Listen but... to this music in the credits, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's go time. Mailman, mailman, mailman. Oh, look at those plump thighs. Nice jump, but I am still going to get you. Oh. Oh, neither rain nor sleet nor dead at night shall keep him from wearing hot pink boxes. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to be a dog. Oh, my friend, you speak the truth. Hey, what do you say we sniff some strangers, huh? Oh, Sally, you read my mind. Just got to do one thing first. Moon over Miami. Beautiful, Eddie. Beautiful. Nothing's better than pants and a mailman, baby. Now that's what I call a special delivery. These, like, dogs versus the mailman, dogs versus the dog catcher jokes seem really dated, even for 1999. Right? Yeah. This is like 1950s cartoon humor. Why we gotta be beaten up on the Postal Service like this? They are literally the thin blue line. They're just barely holding the country together. Shouldn't Eddie assaulting this mailman, like, yeah, add one? In the to hole. His total? Yeah. yeah. He literally just pulled the mailman's pants down and then his underpants. It was really rude. That's assault. Also, I love that this dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the intro. We didn't. They didn't play it in the first one. Yeah. What do you say? I'm a dog. And, and I, I talk. talk. <laughs> I love the bracelet, the spiked bracelet that he's wearing on his little paw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got to have some of his old personality. I guess we could have just watched this one. Look, they yeah. recap the whole first episode in the intro. Also, why? Is Eddie McDowell biting the mailman when his owner is also a mailman? (laughs) Like, he is literally trying to, he's trying to sabotage his own father's money-making. It's so confusing. He had an irresistible urge to bite his own dad, his own master's butt. Is he gaining, like, dog Yeah, longer he stays in dog form. All right, so the postal workers are on strike, possibly because Eddie has been assaulting so many mailmen. And you're right, it has uh, jeopardized their their income. Why does he have so many sandwiches? He's a daddy. Also, why are these dogs just biting everyone? They would be put down. I like that this old unhoused man keeps showing up in different moments, and he really chews the scenery when he does, and I'm here for it. He's actually pretty good. So is Seth Green. Seth Green's a pretty good voice actor. Yeah. Oh, here's that ska music again. You do love ska. Look at these kids having ice cream in their school lunch. Freshly scooped ice cream yeah. in cones. The dad just wants to do well and make money for his family. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if we said it. I hate I hate this trope. The dad is their substitute teacher now because mm. he's on strike from the post office. And the son is mortified. Does this son like money? Does this son like to eat? I feel like the desperation to do good deeds would lead you to become like Richard Jewell. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like setting fires to put him out. Yeah, you know? a- allegedly. All right, both of these plots are really... Not good. Yeah, they're tiresome. They're lacking. Eddie McDowd is balancing his need to do good deeds to stop being a dog with his absolute insatiable need to bite mailmen and delivery men's legs and butts. The drifter is the highlight, though. Absolutely. Every episode. Easily. Eddie, <laughs> your desire to bite these men's calves must be overcome. The drifter is making you genuinely laugh a little bit. He's so silly. He really comes in, he chews the scenery, and then he leaves. It's perfect. He, like, called in a storm and was just dancing around going, Whoa, oh, like, pointing at trees and then the wind would blow. 
And he giggled. It's a big performance. And look, now he's gone. The other story is that the dad is now the woodshop teacher, and even though the strike at the post office is over, he quit the post office. He's permanent here now, somehow, with no teaching certificate. And he's just so passionate about teaching woodshop. The kids seem to be learning more than they ever have, but all the kids are like, oh, he's teaching us too much. Here's Brenda Song telling us about how children need boundaries from their parents. How could he be this way to his daddy? Maybe we just don't live somewhere where there's wild dogs. Maybe? Like Mexico? Yeah, in California. Close to Mexico. All those tropes are from, like, cartoons by people who lived here. You know? Good point. Oh, my God. Look at his joyless daddy. Wow. Just another daddy making himself miserable to make his son happy. It's called Fatherhood Kate. What What is Brenda's song wearing? Listen, Brenda's got uh, baby bangs, but then she's got, like, flat-ironed... <laughs> updo situation going on What's and then little there? little tiny clippies like oh god there was something it was like an infomercial thing that you could like staple <laughs> hair clips into your hair <laughs> hold on i gotta find out what it was called you could put like you could like bedazzle your yeah, head there's like little stars everywhere. yeah hold on but hold then on. continue continue down though because she's got a what is her purse made of it's furry it's pink and yes, furry baby. put gems in hair <laughs> 90s. Yeah, here we go. Did you find it? 90s hair gems. But what was it called? Hold on. They're back now. But maybe it was called the hair blinger. But I think it was just called the hair gem stamper. Maybe it was the Con Air quick gems. That sounds You're missing a a touching moment between father and son here. This show is trying to be sappy, and I don't know why. It's really missing the mark. Hair crimper. Ooh, God. The Barbie hair bead stamper. Maybe that was it. Oh, yes, the, <laughs> the Conair Quick Braid. So what are you reading now, an article that's... Nine 90s hair tools every cool kid owned. All right, go down the list. Go ahead. Hair crimper, the topsy tail. While you were searching, Kate, real quick, you missed Eddie McDowd as a dog created a plaque for the dad. What? He, he, he With his would, little he dog woodwork, hands? Yep. And then pretended it was a gift from Justin, and the dad was really happy. Now the dad quit, and so the new shop teacher is the drifter, who's holding a wooden plaque he made, showing that there are only 94 deeds left? So there's only been six? Maybe these episodes are out of order, I don't know. This is episode 10. Maybe he didn't complete a deed every time. Is he going to use his drifter magic in class? This is bizarre. All the saws are powering (laughs) up. They're like going to attack the kids. This is confusing, Tyler. Tyler. Wow. I know you just want to listen to ska all day now. I would, Disgusting, yeah. disgusting man. All right. So. Original theme music by the hippos, <laughs> where it was like, once I was a boy, now I am a dog. <laughs> Let's put the regular music under Tyler's version again, just to see how it lines up. Please. They had a sponsorship by Birkenstock and Converse. <laughs> oh, How? a lot of people were wearing Converse in the first episode. I didn't notice it in this one, but uh, the Drifter had them on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think at least one or two other people had them on. Okay, Kate, before you tell us how it was, could you please read all nine items from that list? Okay, so this is Bustle.com. Uh, all the cool kids of the 90s had these hair tools. What do we got? The hair crimpers. Okay. See that? Oh, you remember like those? Purple pla- No, I don't remember oh, any of Tyler, these. Maybe the on. commercials. The Topsy Tail. <laughs> what did that do? I think it just like wove your hair around a ponytail. Okay. It seems like it would hurt. 
Uh, glitter hairspray. All right, that's that's a lame item for this list. I want to see a, a thing. The Barbie hair bead stamper, which this I think is what I'm thinking what of, Brenda but there's Song no video. Oh, yeah. the video's gone. Uh, the quick braid, which just like took your hair, you like would Does attach it, just spin it to this wildly? thing, and it would braid <laughs> it. It's like a power tool yeah. to braid your hair. Okay, uh-huh. saves you a lot of time. It kind of is like you ever see those forks that like twirl pasta. <laughs> Giant. Yeah, unless you had a parent or guardian assisting you, your attempt at playing hairdresser would likely end in knots and possibly tears. <laughs> Says this um, bustle author. Giant hair claw. Okay. Huge. Just, just like a gigantic hair yeah. clip. Hair, hair mascara. mascara. Yep. Ew. <laughs> Little Miss Magic Jewels. Yep. Maybe that was it too. That um, video. And then the part pizzazz. You were just oh, looking God. at the part pizzazz. That came the other up somewhere. Day. It was like on a on a list of dumb memes. Yeah, the part where you can make your hair your part into these crazy shapes. And that's it. Okay, Kate, what's your honest, unfiltered opinion of 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd? It was, how you say, a not so good. <laughs> Can you tell us one or two things that were good about it? Any um, redeeming okay, qualities? I Besides the really, Scott I, I loved the, they're gonna. They're calling him a drifter, which doesn't feel super respectful. <laughs> he calls himself a drifter. He does call himself a drifter, but maybe he's constrained by the language of the time. It's true. Um, he's more of a wizard. He really is. Yeah, right. he seems he's like, like a wizard, like a magical hobo character. Hobo's not okay either, no. I don't think. No. No, hobo's making a comeback. Okay. There was just a podcast about it. It's about riding the rails. Okay. I'm going to listen to it. Hold on. What's it called? It's like, what? hold on. I'm looking it up. I was just, I just heard about it on NPR, so you know it's legit. Um, <laughs> and they said, it's yeah. okay to say, you got NPR's permission to say hobo again? Yeah. Hold on. Where is it? It's like riding the rails, riding the rail podcast, train hopping podcast. Let's try that. City of Rails. There you go. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. this, it's actually, it sounds very interesting. This woman's literally trying to find her kid who decided... On the day of her graduation, she was going to disappear and, and ride the rails. Anyway, What did you think back. of Seth Green? Um, I liked his voice acting. That's it. So he's okay. So yeah. Seth I Green's think as, okay. a, as a kid, for some reason, I was scared of Seth Green. Huh. Did my parents tell me to be scared of Seth Probably. Green? Well, Probably. Well, he, he had a very severe, edgy look in Austin Powers. Yeah. Maybe you somehow caught wind of that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what Maybe else. Maybe I you... thought he was Carrot Top. Because you should be scared of Carrot Top. Any other redeeming qualities? The fashions were fun to look at. The fashions were pretty fun. Um, um, I liked the dog was cute. Yeah, it did have a cute dog, except when his mouth moved. You I did not like, like when his mouth moved. And <laughs> his little like, tiny teeth did, came out. Did you like the other dog? No. Um, Salvatore? Yeah. Uh, okay. And all the other actors were Mediocre pretty bad. Least. Here's what I want to know. And this is kind of the point of this podcast. My opinion is Nickelodeon in the early 90s had really good live action shows. Like what? Pete and Pete, speaking of Danny Tamborelli, Clarissa explains it all, salute your shorts, and then the quality dropped by the time you get to your, uh, all that, uh, and Keenan and Kel, which is mid-90s, but then the quality drops by the time you get to 100 Deeds of Eddie McDowd and, like, Cousin Skeeter, which we just, we did these back-to-back because, in my mind, they're, they're kind of a companion piece because they were airing at the same time. Sure. Do you think, as someone who watched all of these as an adult, that those ones were actually better, or are they all kind of in the same gumbo of quality i don't think any of them are necessarily great like you did not enjoy when we did our i thought for sure you would and i was wrong pete and pete our adventures of pete and pete you didn't find it special No, why would they tattoo a child or uh better than anything else child um and how about clarissa explains it all that wasn't that uh meaningful to you no i felt like it could have been better 
Mm. Felt and like they could have done more. Salute your shorts did nothing for you. I don't even remember that one. That was the camp. Oh, that one. was the, the camp awful one waffle. with the. Uh, they were doing like bad body image. Everyone's oh, fat. Oh yeah. Yeah. We hold you great. in our fart. No, we hold you in our heart. Yeah, and you just saw Hey Dude, which you also didn't seem to enjoy that much either. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is literally the point of this podcast because I think as you're a kid and you're growing up a little bit, you sit, you grow out of this stuff, and then you think the new ones are worse, but they're not. They're the same quality, probably. Yeah. Interesting. I still stand by that stance, but uh, even though I know it's wrong. Because the other interesting thing is, I feel like, with no evidence to support this, but I feel like culturally, Disney Channel sort of won with their shows around this time. They, like, beat out Nickelodeon because they had, like, Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens right around this time. And at those shows... I did like those better. Right? I think everybody did more than 100 Teeth for Eddie McDowd. So I feel like Nickelodeon, like, somehow dropped the ball here and Disney Mm. picked it up and, and they took the tween TV show demographic and obviously have made it into an like unstoppable mm-hmm. juggernaut. Although Nick held in there later after I was a little too old to be watching like uh, iCarly and stuff there after my time. So who knows? Uh, so we've seen 100 Teeth for Eddie McDowd. I'm glad we watched it. I didn't remember it too well. So I'm glad uh, uh, I got to see what it was all about. I'm glad you gave it a shot for two episodes. Uh, and we have very little Nickelodeon left. I'm kind of sad about it, but also it's, it's good. It's good. It's cathartic. I think we should play a game on this podcast where we create a dartboard, where we <laughs> uh, write a potential, we pitch a Nickelodeon show using the dartboard. All right. I feel like you could get one of those uh, AI chat GPTs in on it, too. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Well, maybe next time we'll, we'll have that ready. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week. Keep sending us your suggestions. DM us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, I guess. I check that every once in a while. Uh, we have a Facebook. Leave I don't a, check that. Yeah, who knows about But if you send us a message there, maybe I'll yeah, check it. Uh, us, email us, not yeah. Leave us a rating and review. That's really Please. nice. If Or if you didn't like it, just continue on with your day and don't be mean to us. Because <laughs> I can't. Yeah, do it. Good deeds I can. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. <laughs> so true. <laughs>